Well, hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Sacred Pathway to Liberated Black Womanhood podcast. It is I, Allison Rozell. I am the Pathway Priestess. Oh yeah, I just coined myself that. <laughs> and today I have, okay, I gotta set this up because like I was telling her before we hit record, I have been looking forward to this conversation all day long. I love talking to this woman. She is the one, the only Reverend Mignon Grayson. What's going on, goddess? Hey, how are you? I'm so happy to be here with you today. Me too. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, we're going to talk today, y'all. Okay, so we are diving all up in the divine feminine tonight. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. because I felt this was a topic, and she gave me a choice of what I wanted to choose, and as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, that's the one, because <laughs> this podcast is all about the liberation of Black womanhood, and what is more liberating than diving deeper into that which is already within us, the divine feminine. Mm, so mm. before we get going, let me read to you a little bit about my sister, Miss Mignon. So, and by, and by the way, I'm reading this from her book. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. So the Reverend Mignon Grayson is the founder of Sacred Mysteries Worldwide and an and ordained interspiritual indigenous faith minister of One Spirit Interfaith Seminary in New York City. She was ordained in 2016. She chose the interfaith path due to her calling to serve people of all faiths and religious practices. Mignon recognizes that there is a common link to divine creator, to the divine creator within all religious traditions. She is a devotee of the Ifa Orisha tradition of Nigeria and initiated as a, I always get tripped up on this word, yay, Yayi. Yayi. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Priestess in Palo Mayombe. Mayombe. <laughs> I was, I'm going to get it one day. I promise. I <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Rooted in Congo spiritual traditions. As a result of her spiritual journey, Mignon has learned the deep importance of the ancestors and their connection to daily life and spiritual evolution. Ancestral reverence is an inherent core practice throughout most ancient cultures. Mignon's particular focus is to bring the wisdom of ancient spiritual tra traditions from across the world to the masses through sacred mysteries worldwide with classes, lectures, symposiums, and creating ongoing conversations about spirituality and its primary importance in evolving and healing the planet. As a spiritual evolutionary coach, Mignon seeks to inspire and support people 
on their spiritual journey by assisting them in connecting with their most authentic and sacred soul expression. As a sound healer, Mignon uses the vibrational energies of sound to bring about healing by energy recalibration. She works passionately to be a constant vessel of healing, love, and spirituality. Mm. Welcome, 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 mm. welcome. Thank you so much. <laughs> Yay! So, yes. So, my sister has this book, The Art of Manifestation. The Work of Manifestation. And the words of manifestation. And these you can get on Amazon as the print, or you can also get them as uh, Kindle. Because I read this one, the first one, on Kindle. But now I got all three in print, so I can re just refer to them anytime I want to. But let's just dive into this conversation. Mignon. So since we talk about here on this podcast about the liberation of black womanhood, something that I feel passionately about, which I know you also feel passionately about, is for us as black women to start to reconnect with a lot of our um, African indigenous roots in spirituality. Absolutely. So when you think about liberation um, as a black woman, what does that mean to you? Um, as it re as it um, relates to spirituality, um, liberation for us in general as as Black women would be to definitely connect with ourselves spiritually on a deep level, because it's from that spiritual center that you will get the proper nourishment, the intuition, the connection to the divine within which will help you understand who you are, why you're here, and, um, and what, what to do about it. Um, a lot of times we have been trained through our uh, upbringing to look externally for our validation or for messages about who we are. And in part, that's okay. You know, that's how we learn. But, you know, as we grow and as we start to really look at who we are and what we are and why we're here, you have to go within um, and start to uh connect spiritually and however that is for you that makes you feel most comfortable that's the way you should do it now as black women it's very important for us to get into our roots as um you know we came here from africa we a lot of us you know we have the history here in the americas that we came by way of the transatlantic uh misery <laughs> um but uh, we still have in our DNA, you know, those um, ancient ancestral uh, feelings, beginnings, wisdom, and it's, it's, it's all within our history there. And a lot of times we are cut off from that here mm -hmm. um, because we're, you know, we just, it's just not part of the culture. Mm -hmm. uh, luckily, a lot of it is getting more and more play. But as Black women, you know, to be liberated, first you have to know who you are as a spiritual being know your history, know where you come from, the strength, the power, the beauty, and actually, you know, being the first female beings on the planet, period. You know, we are, you know, life originated with the black woman, okay? In terms of being the first humans on the planet. So, that it, with yes. 
that being yeah so with that being said you know giving birth to the rest of humanity our ancestors did so with that ancient kind of connection you know they're in understanding who we are and that you know a lot of our history and i you know i don't want to bring out the the side of me that gets very uh militant <laughs> we can be a little bit militant it's all it's all good <laughs> yeah so you know when it comes to understanding who you are and embracing that the fact that your people your ancestors populated the world and gave civilization to the world yes. and gave ancient wisdom to the world yes. um and that wisdom is ageless that still it's applied today you go you know there's many of our societies you know back in the day you, you know ancient Kemet Egypt is the the most popular but then you have Nubia and then you have you know all these other places in Africa you know could go on with the different kingdoms and queendoms that existed back then so um understanding reading a little bit about your history um is very very important yeah now getting into um the divine mother, the divine femininity, um, we get back to our, our roots as the mothers of civilization and that, that whole feminine divine is, is basically our lineage um, as it relates to spirituality on the planet, as it relates to how the divine feminine expressed itself through the world. Because we were the first people, there was nobody else to express it through. So that wisdom came through our ancestors. So in knowing that, it is extremely empowering. And when you're empowered, you're liberated. You know, you begin to walk in the world understanding your essence, your power, your history, your ancestry. And that gives you the strength and, the, and more of a direction, you know, of how you emulate your, yourself into the world and, and grab hold of who you are and your mission, your whatever it is, you know, all of, some of us are, our mission is just to be the best of who we are in our world, in our families, and the way we walk in the world. But some of our mission is to be something of that uh, leadership in the world to help others get there. Right. So, you know, whatever that means for your life, you got to find that out. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why I felt that um, this podcast, as well as my up and coming uh, membership site is so important because we're going to have these types of conversations um, for Black women so that we can start to begin to feel that, that, that hole, that void that so many of us are walking around with. And some of us are walking around with it and aren't even aware that it's really there. It's like yes. you first have to become the aware or as we say, conscious of these things and then from that you evolve and you start to embrace more and you start to learn more and you start to yes. embody more of who you are so mm -hmm. when I think about the divine feminine oftentimes for me um, I, I start thinking about like my ancestors um, mm -hmm. like my my grandmothers, great-grandmothers, great-great-grandmothers, and mm -hmm. so on and so forth. So when someone wants to have a conversation about the divine mothers, it, what exactly um, does that mean? Um, who are the divine mothers to us? The divine mothers um, are women who 
hold the secrets of the universe in essence when we're talking about um the ancient ancient mothers yeah. um they hold the mysteries mm -hmm. okay yeah so with the ancient mothers how do we begin to um tap into that because i, I think for a lot of us that are just learning these things like myself um, because I'm learning so much about you have the Orishas and then you have mm -hmm. um, the divine feminine of the divine mothers. So is, mm -hmm. are they one and the same? Are they um, um, part of one another? Can you kind of expand on that a little bit? I would say that it, it's a combination of both. Okay. Um, you have divine mothers um, who are the um what do they call them the el the elders other mothers of society um they are a group of primordial energy of spirits as well that hold particular you know responsibilities in the universe now when you're talking about the orisha some of the female orishas are members okay. of this particular um society of of women or spirits um feminine divine spirits uh, and so you could say they are, they overlap, but then there are some female Orishas that are not a part of that. So, but they kind of overlap a little bit. So you have Orisha, you have the primordial spirit Orishas, and then you have those, then you have the aspects of them that are ancestral, which means they lived on earth and then they had the earthly experience and then became elevated. So when you're talking about spirit, it's, it's, you know, it's not, a, you know, like the categories are not just one line. You kind of, it's more of a fluid experience. So we try to explain it in, in the terms that we learned it here, you know, as a, as a Western frame of mind, but it, it's actually a fluid kind of um, uh, understanding. So it's not just, you know, this category over here and this category over here, they sort of overlap with some things kind of overlapping and some things not, you know, not overlapping. But the divine mothers, we all, all, we all have ancestors that lead back to the beginning ancestors or are connected in one way or another to those ancestral spirits. So we all have that DNA within us somewhere to activate. And to connect with them is really meditation. It's meditation, it's studying who they were, you know, getting that wisdom and sitting down and meditating and calling upon them. You know, you call on your ancestral mothers, you ask them, they work more at night. The spiritual beings work more at night. So before you go to bed, you know, to pray, to ask them to come and bring you messages um, and things like that. Uh, if you're trying to connect with them, you know, but it's all through your mother line. So you start with your ancestral line. And then once you start to give your, your, your more direct ancestral mothers, their respect, and then you start to call on those ancient, ancient mothers and say, ancestral mothers, please come and give me some wisdom. Give me some insight. Let me know you're there through my dreams, through my meditation and through my visions. Okay. So so if I'm hearing this correctly, then it's, so I'm basically, I'm starting at like my, my mother and going mm -hmm. backward from there on her mm -hmm. side of the family, basically. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, you'll have different schools of thoughts, but I would say, you know, I honor both sides, my the, the women on my mother's side, but I, on my mother's side, as well as on my father's side, but I don't know as many of the ancestors on that side. So I would take my father's mother's lineage and then go back from there because okay. we have mothers on both sides. Right. Right. But, yeah. uh, you know, but basically it's, it, I would say, if you're not sure, stick with the mother's side. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cause like my, my father, um, his parents, actually had children like later in life and like she was in her 30s my my big mama she was in her mm -hmm. 30s and then my uh big daddy he was older than her so I think he was in his mm -hmm. 40s um mm. yeah so they were older so like their information of who their parents were and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm, don't really right. know that <laughs> mm -hmm. so um that's where it gets a little fuzzy. Um, right. And and actually, those are the, the parts of me that I really want to tap into because I do know more about, like, my mom's side. Like, mm -hmm. my mom's mother and father, like, their mothers. I know their names, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think on my, my grandmother's mother, I even know my great, great, grandmother's name is written down somewhere because my cousin just told it to me mm -hmm. <laughs> the other day mm -hmm. but like can we in meditation like mm -hmm. if we don't know them mm -hmm. is there a way to get to know them while mm -hmm. we're sitting in meditation like can they tell us a little bit about themselves just so we could build that connection mm -hmm. Um, absolutely. That's actually the best way to get to know them because, you know, the farther back you go, the farther the name, you know, the less names that you know. Right. So you have to rely on them to step forward to make themselves known to you um, and then start to take you on whatever journey and whatever lessons or whatever talk or messages they have for you. So that's why I always say my ancestral mothers, even in that, even with, when I'm pouring libations, and I, I mention the names that I know, but when I'm going into meditation, I basically call on my ancestral mothers for them to come because I don't know who wants to come. So I'm going to leave the door open. I'm going to say, my ancestral mothers, um, whatever messages you may have for me, I'm open to you. I want to get to know you. You can say it out loud, and then you go in, and then you just wait. You just wait. You know, and then whatever messages come, don't take anything as just a whim or something flighty. That's just whatever comes, you write it down. You, know, you take note of it because maybe later on it will make sense, you know, because sometimes we think we have random thoughts, but there's actually messages, you know, little whisperings. Yeah. The voices come in whispers there. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, so we listen. So you sit down, you know, you do your meditation and you have in your journal right there and if anyone is interested in really developing that relationship then you would sit down you would make it a regular habit of sitting down and calling upon them and then waiting to hear from them mm. and writing down whatever comes and that's so interesting because I know for me as I've you know as I'm going on this journey the interesting thing is I'm learning that 
I'm not having just random thoughts. These are things that are usually divine downloads from, you know, my ancestors, from spirit. So I'm learning to now not to just be like, what, you know, and just brush that off. Because what I want us to understand is we are all divine beings. Mm-hmm. And that there's nothing random or by chance. Everything right. is a divine piece of life's puzzle. Exactly. Um, so I think that learning this from you is is such a beautiful thing because as I learn more, um, like being in the group with you, I'm like, I get giddy just like reading all these posts and stuff. Cause I'm like, <laughs> okay, so it's this. And then we know about, you know, clairvoyance. And then we know about <laughs> all the clairs, right? <laughs> all the clairs. And I'm like, good Lord. I was like, how many of the clairs am I? But I related to at least three of them. Yes. yes. And so that was so interesting. So and that's, go ahead. I was going to say, and that, and that's part of understanding who you are as a spiritual being. You know, a lot of us aren't taught that, you know, the, that smell that nobody else smells is actually telling you something else yeah. or that, that thing that you hear or that buzzing in your ear is some divine being trying to tell you something, an ancestor or some other uh, celestial being, um, or that touch or that feeling that comes over you. No, it's not just a, a breeze going by. We're not taught to be in touch with those things because that connects us to our internal power mm-hmm. you know and so all of these things were stopped so that we would not engage in our our spirituality our african spirituality which the ones that i know always teach you to be in touch with those things so that you are in touch with your ancestors and your spirit guides and all of that that's why we were uh, our religion was stopped out our tradition is because it's a culture it's not just a religion it's a culture it's a tradition so it was stomped out we weren't allowed to play the drums and to commune with each other and to remember our spirituality because it connected us to our power yes mm-hmm. yes <sighs> yes um sorry i just had just like a moment mm-hmm. there of thinking mm-hmm. about that so um so when we talk about the divine feminine, so when I think about me embracing the divine feminine, I think of me in all of my, my beautiful womanhood. And I think of all the things that we as women can do with how we give birth to children, to dreams and to raise children to to be leaders in our communities our tribes I feel like and I heard someone say this um it was Soleil if you're familiar you're familiar with Soleil Mm -hmm. she was doing one of her live videos Mm -hmm. and she was talking about how she's trying to help women tap back into that feminine because we're getting to a, po- a point where we're becoming more hyper or masculine in our energy. And I was like, wow, yes, we are. We're starting to tap more into the divine masculine energy mm-hmm. and the divine feminine is kind of looked upon as being weak and it's yes. not. 
Yes. So yes. can you talk about your feelings about that as far as mm-hmm. women um, tapping in? Mm-hmm. I think that um, for too long, the qualities of femininity have been put on the back burner and have been diminished in its importance and in significance in life in general, in our ability to have a world that is balanced, to have a world that has the forces in balance so that we can progress in a way that's productive. The divine masculine has been revered for mm-hmm. all of these years, centuries and centuries, and um, that has put the divine masculine in the forefront and all of us are, we're taught to revere that. Be aggressive, go and take, um, you know, uh, be very external, um, you know, all of those things that help progress to a certain degree, but over time it became imbalanced. Yes. And we as women definitely started to embrace that because that's what gets rewards in this in this society. Yeah. You're rewarded for being for exuding those types of qualities that are specifically for the divine masculine or that masculine entity. So we all kind of gravitated without, you know, knowing that we were putting our femininity on the back burner. Mm-hmm. so that we could survive, thrive, and get the things that we wanted in life. Um, now, things have become out of balance as women and as men, mm-hmm. because the men become hyper-masculine to the point where it becomes toxic. Yes. And, yeah, and so women become more masculine to the point where it becomes detrimental to their overall physical and emotional well-being. So, it, you know, now it's time for us to embrace that divine feminine. Now she's coming back, you know. I and in my in the way I view the divine feminine, I review I I view her as the feminine face of God. Mm, yes, she's she. You know, a lot of people like to put her in the package of the goddesses or the potencies or the spirits and all of that. And she, those are her emissaries. Oh yes, mm. but she is the grand creator, the all being, um, that is an aspect of God because God had to create a duality in the world. The creator is genderless, but in creating this particular realm, it was a duality. And so God came in as a duality, but then the masculine at some point, and that's a whole nother story about how things turned around because it was the divine feminine mothers, women that were revered. They were actually in leadership and there was a point in history where things got turned around and then the divine feminine or femininity got put down. You know, you're weak. I mean, some of the insults that are spewed at men, you're a this, you know, anything associated with your sissy or anything that's softer and Mm -hmm. uh, and not that there aren't feminine qualities that are are, you know not rough but you know up there in terms of their you know how would you say uh electric energy (laughs) (laughs) you know because we're not all femininity isn't all soft you know it's the fact but what happens is how it is expressed is different Right. You know, so you'll have, a, or the reason it is expressed is different. For a masculine energy, maybe aggression is expressed because it wants to dominate, it wants to control, it wants to have um, and get. 
whereas aggression for a divine feminine or feminine energy is more, I have to go out and prepare the way. I have to go out and protect these children. I have to go out and make sure the home is taken care of. I have to go out and earn. I have to go out and be creative and create. So that, that type of energy is expressed in that way. So it's the way and why the energy is expressed that is different between the masculine and feminine. And then there are domains that are specifically feminine and specifically masculine. Right. So <laughs> with that being said, you know, we need to understand what makes femininity femininity as women and begin to identify where we need to embrace that again. Right. Um, so that we can start to heal and operate from a more balanced um, perspective in our lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and it's so true because when she said that, um, and I kind of paraphrased her a little bit, but mm -hmm. when she said that, I was like, oh my God, yes. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we as women, we've gotten to this point where, you know, we're totally taking on um, the anything you can do, I can do better attitude, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. And it's like, it's not a competition because we were divinely created for what we were divinely created for. And men yes, were divinely indeed. created for what they were divinely created for. And, Absolutely. you know, if we would remember, all of us are, are female until a certain point in mm -hmm. you know, creation. Um, yeah. So mm -hmm. the divine feminine is already in us. So it's a matter of us going back and tapping into that that special energy, that special place. So that's why um, sometimes when I talk to people, I'm like, okay, so understand this. So when I, cause mm -hmm. I deal in the seven energies, we all have a root and we all have a sacral. So the root mm -hmm. chakra is where the male sexuality is. Mm -hmm. And then the sacral is where the feminine sensuality is. And that's mm -hmm. not by accident that it's like that. Right. But the purpose of me saying that is just what you said is the balance of it is yes. to be able to, if you are, are so focused on a certain part, it will all make you feel just like, uh. <laughs> yeah. you won't know, mm -hmm. you won't know if you're coming or going. So mm -hmm. I love that you brought that up about the balance and how with men, because I've noticed that some women would say that to their boys. Like, you don't need to do that. Little boys don't play with those toys. They don't right. do that and all that. And I'm like, okay, but why can't he? Right. You know? Right. Mm -hmm. Yes, the, 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 the way uh, um, a boy or a male would tap into his femininity would be different, but totally acceptable and totally nurturing and and important for the balance yes. you know all of that heat and all of that fire and all of that aggression um is is not the best to always be slanted in that kind of way to an extreme you have to have something to balance it out so yes. and and the same for us women we are functioning at femininity in a masculine way and we have to find a way to tap back into our spiritual uh, femininity in order for that balance because society right now has called upon us to bring that out you right. know the, the masculine and function in a very masculine way in order to in order to survive 
But now the, the divine feminine, she is opening a way for us to embrace her and all that she brings again in its fullness and in its entirety because it's so needed. The world is very much in pain because of mm, yeah. her not having her place at the table. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, so, you know, things have spun out of control the way even nations deal with each other down from the nations all the way to the communities, yeah. the way we interact with one another is missing the balance of her compassion and her, you know, the way she brings love to the table, yeah. all of that. We need to kind of, you know, re-embrace that as a people individually and globally. Right. And that mm -hmm. essentially is divine mother. Yes. She wants to mother us, mm -hmm. but she's been pushed as not needed. And it's like, okay, but we do need her. Mm -hmm. And what I find interesting about this whole global pandemic that we're experiencing right now mm. is that as our good friend Regina has said, this is a time of sacred surrender. And mm. I do believe with my heart of hearts, that is true. And I also believe that the divine mother is at work at this moment because of that. Yes. I do believe that too. I absolutely believe that because, um, you know, we are being required. We don't have a choice in the matter. We are being required, you know, to, to be still, yeah. to go within and to actually um, look at what is, what we value, you know, what is going on? What do we value? What is important? Why were we doing all the things the way we were doing them before? You know, a lot of reflection and that's that internal energy that we're being we're being turned within those of us that are heeding the call now yeah. <laughs> are being turned within to that sacred space of of um mystery and um you know depth and um all that subconscious and all of that depth deep dark beautiful mystery of the divine fem feminine we are really being required to do that and as awful as it is the way it happened it is required of us in order to move forward mm -hmm. yeah and mm -hmm. i said this jokingly but i think it it's kind of true uh, we were sent to our rooms to think about what we did <laughs> <laughs> It's like now all of you, everybody go to their rooms. Everybody. Okay. No, 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 no. I don't want to hear it. Go to your room. Everybody, everybody. It doesn't matter who did it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. So instead of, you know, total destruction, it's like you have your opportunity now to yes. really reflect and and see you know and it's so interesting uh, uh celestially it is the time of the divine feminine awakening as well so the celestial time clock is also saying this is this is a time you know now you're everything is not a top-down leadership anymore it's right. circular it's spiral you know things are shifting and when things shift it's uncomfortable it hurts. It's, you know, you, you, you know, you, it throws you for a loop, but it's, it's starting to rework the way that we do things in the world. Yes. So where we're being required to come from an intuitive and a creative and a place of joy, mm -hmm. eventually we'll get there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And 
I'm so glad you just said that because that goes back to what I was saying about the sacral chakra energy, because mm-hmm. this hit, this has been a very creative time for so many people. People are launching mm-hmm. businesses, people mm-hmm. are creating things, t-shirts, mm-hmm. you know, redoing shoes and coming out with these um, like cakes and pies and, and, and vegan restaurants and, and all this stuff. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm like, wow, this, this is a moment in time for um, that, that divine feminine part of us of creation um absolutely so i think this this was not an accident that it happened the way it happened sure we can blame you know man in the white house for mm-hmm. how he handled this stuff and we're not gonna mm-hmm. go down that rabbit hole we're not gonna go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> i know i could i just don't think we need to do that right now we just gonna mm-hmm. cut him out um but it's still we cannot deny the divine hands at work at this very moment we just can't do it yes oh, mm-hmm. so true we can't and i feel i've been um being more intentional um because like right now as i record i'm sitting next to my altar and um mm. I, I get up in the morning, every morning, and I sit before my altar. I light my candles. I have my incense. I have my water. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've even gotten to where drinking my water in the morning has become ritual. Um, mm. And it's like I'm sitting and I'm sipping the water and I'm thinking about, you know, like, God is Yemeya. She popped in my head mm. one day when I was drinking mm. my water and I was like, mm-hmm. yes, and I give thanks for the water, for the cleansing of water, for the refreshing mm-hmm. of water, for the yes. the creation that comes from water, how water pushes sand away from the beach or, you know, it's just everything about it. And I guess for me, what I'm getting at is when I'm sitting at my my altar and I'm sitting in meditation, I'm starting to notice that I'm cleansing myself within because I'm becoming emotional. So it, it seems to be unlocking some things even within me, um, within my sacral chakra. You still there, Mignon? Hey. Okay, so Wi-Fi did a little thing, but we're back. Um, <laughs> so the water that I'm drinking, I'm becoming more ritual with drinking my water. Mm-hmm. And I just sit and I breathe and I give thanks for the water. I give thanks for the refreshing of water, the cleansing mm. of water, how mm. I'm allowing myself to feel the water go through my body mm. and wash mm. and clean and purify and do all the things that water can do because I'll be honest for myself, there was, even though I'm a Leo and it's fire, but there sometimes can be a little too much fire and we needed a little water. <laughs> so, um, so 
as I'm sitting there, I'm starting to get more emotional uh, mm -hmm. when I meditate. So it's kind of like something is unlocking even within me. But having mm -hmm. this conversation with you, I know what it is. It's, it's the divine feminine coming through and allowing me to tap into that part of myself that I've been mm -hmm. neglecting. Yes. And, you know, and that's very important to um, take note for those who really want to, you know, start to really tap in and ride the wave of the emergence of the divine feminine is now, you know, you can do things such as what you were doing intuitively. See, that's that whole intuition thing that's opening up for a lot of us. You know, you intuited that. You did that dance and that honor and, and with the water. And, you know, what water is, the fluidity, that's all feminine energy right there. Um, and that's who we are as physical beings. We're mostly water. The earth is mostly water. Yes. You know, so this is something um, very um, great that you did to connect. Yes. Uh, and those are the types of things to do, to be still, to take note of those tiny but so significant things that we take for granted. That's that gratitude of yeah. understanding these things, you know, water, without water, there's no light, nothing. Yes. Nothing can happen without water. Um, so a water ritual is a great way to, you know, connect with the divine mother, to that divine feminine energy within. Yes. You know, taking baths, you know, taking, instead of taking showers, you know, soaking every once in a while, yes. you know, and, put some candles in there, you know, listen to the water, um, just let it run and, and listen to it filling up. And, um, you know, or if you take a shower, when, the, when it comes down on you, just understand all of that is going on, you know, to connect you with that, that beautiful feminine energy known as, um, you know, coming through as water. Yeah. Um, so, well, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, absolutely. I, will, I had to share that because, um, and it's so funny, you said the phrase, ride the wave. Um, mm -hmm. This been sitting on my altar and it says, ride the wave. Can you see it? I'm trying not to get it. It's kind of got a glare. So that's what um, has been sitting on my altar is to ride the wave. And I think that is something um, really powerful that we can all do when it comes to learning how to tap into that divine feminine energy. All right, there we go again. All right, so Mignon, thank you so, so much for joining us today. I have really, really enjoyed our conversation. If you are interested in contacting um, Mignon, all of her information is going to be in the show notes. Mignon, thank you so, so much for your patience. Thank you for your wisdom, for your beauty. And thank I you. just love you to death, to life. I love you to <laughs> life too, sis. I love you, love you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for allowing me to, you know, have a voice on your platform. And it's been an absolute pleasure as always. Yes. Thank you, sis. 
And thank you for joining us today on the Sacred Pathway to Liberated Black Womanhood. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>